We have been joined by Darren Ponter, the chairman of the Greater Wellington Regional Council. He joins me now. Good morning, Darren. Morena. Right. When did you first hear about this group and their objection? Uh, mid last night. Can you tell me that you have not heard that a group this significant has formed and has been has been trying to get to the bottom of some of the issues and you did not know about it? Correct. Is that almost typifies why we have this problem? Um, well, I don't know how they've organised themselves and, and how they um, do their communications. I've met with one or two of the individual organisations and we've had good conversations and uh, started discussions around things like Courtney Place and um, the Golden Mile and what have you. Uh, but it is rather strange. I, I do have to agree with you to receive a... Uh, uh, a, a, a one-page newspaper ad advertisement as a means of trying to get um, uh, a message across. And so it's, it's aimed at the public um, uh, more than the uh, Let's Get Wellington Moving program. And I can say that um, because I've seen some of the submissions that have come in uh, from some of these organisations. They're well-written, uh, their points are well-made, and they will stand on their merits when we consider all the other submissions that come in. There's no queue-jumping here. Um, if these organisations put a uh, an advert in the newspaper, that doesn't make their message any more important than anybody else's message. But doesn't this show that there's a break breakdown in communication? Because we all know there's an issue, but no one seems to be listening. Well, yeah, look, I think it does show a breakdown in, in communication. They've been poor at identifying how uh, um, they, they've clearly got a message that they want to deliver, and they've decided that the newspaper is the way to do that. They could have picked up the phone, they could have had a cup of coffee, had many other options that they could have done. Darren, we, Darren, sorry to interrupt you, Darren. We, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we are sick of hearing, people in Wellington are sick of hearing about, let's have a cup of coffee, let's do things. This has been going on for too long, and no one's listening. Uh, no, that's not true, uh, Nick. Um, um, we, the, the, it is true that the Let's Get Wellington Moving program was in the doldrums for a period while a lot of planning was going on. And yes, things did take uh, longer than they uh, should have. Fully um, understand that and fully fess up to that, to that having happened. Um, but in more recent times, we've put out the Thornton uh, key proposals and the City Council have started to make decisions on that. We've put out the Golden Mile proposals and we're now moving to the detailed business case uh, on that. And um, uh, Waka Kotahi, NZTA, have put out the proposal in relation to uh, Common Drive. So things are now moving, and what we're now seeing is not a reaction to it not moving fast enough so much, but a reaction to the actual proposals that we're putting down on the table. Do you feel that the public has lost faith in the official channels? Um, I don't know whether the public have. Clearly, these uh, group of organisations think... uh, uh, may have. Uh, we receive a lot of correspondence. We've received a lot of submissions, more than 3,000 on Cobham Drive, and we did on the Golden Mile and Thorndon Key. So organisations and individuals are engaging with the process. Darren, this is a very powerful group of people. They are representative of Wellington. I think everybody has been asking questions, knocking on doors. We have callers every day that call saying they're knocking on doors. Nobody's listening. When will they start listening that we don't want this? Uh, well, Nick, you'd have to tell me what it is that they don't want. If it's Cobham Drive, then, then that message is coming um, through uh, and Waka Kotahi will have to take that message on board. Uh, if it's things like Golden Mile and Thorndon Key, uh, then we've moved to the next stage of the planning because we have heard that the majority of people in those instances actually do want 
uh, change in those areas. But there's lack of evidence. There's lack of clarity. That's what people want. Yeah, and that's a cheap shot that people often throw uh, at exercises like this when they don't get what they want. Oh, there's not enough evidence. There's not enough information. Well, actually, there is a lot of information and evidence on both of those two initiatives. And in two months' time, we'll be putting down the business case for the Mount Victoria Tunnel and mass rapid transit uh, uh, through the city. And again, that will be supported with a detail uh, with detail around all of the options that we've considered along the way so that people can actually make informed submissions to the process. Do you believe that by the people speaking that changes can happen? Uh, look, un undoubtedly um, uh, they can. And you know, Waka Kotahi in relation, in relation to Cobham Drive will have to consider um, how they uh, move forward on that. But look, let's, let's be a little bit more realistic about Cobham Drive. There are not many people going to make that crossing across the road. It's not a heavily pedestrianised area. It justifies a pedestrian crossing, according to Waka Kotahi, but it doesn't justify an underpass or an overbridge. You can't tell me from someone that lives out there that someone's just not going to walk past and press the button and stop the traffic. You can't tell me that as Let's Get Wellington moving and saying that's going to take 15 seconds longer to drive from the airport to the city. You can't tell me that that's right. Um, look, I can tell you um, that all of those things are, 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 are possibly correct. Yes, somebody may press the button and run away, but we're going to put design features in to, to, to prevent or minimise that happening. Look, there may be a 15 delay, a second delay every 10 times you go past. You're not going to hit a pedestrian. You're not, you're not going to be stopped at the pedestrian crossing every time you go through that uh, part of the road. So maybe one in 10 journeys you have to stop for 15 minutes as you make your rush towards uh, a congestion um, at Mount Victoria Tunnel. Do you strongly or even slightly believe that there will be changes to the Golden Mile? Yes, strongly. Do you, really? Yes. Why? Why do we need it? Um, because we have uh, a certain degree of congestion um, on the Golden Mile, certainly in relation to um, public transport. And uh, we've got, a, um, I suppose, a Wellington that is changing uh, and is now, uh, I suppose, grappling with the issue of better pedestrianisation and cycling access um, through the area. My focus as a regional councillor is on public transport and certainly the Golden Mile uh, improvements will um, better the flow and efficiency of public transport through the Golden Mile. What happens now? Um, well, the, in, in which... Uh, I mean, what happens now with this group? Will you pick up the phone and have a coffee? Will there be some more than, constructive more than discussion? More with them individually or, or collectively. Um, but there are also many other opportunities that we have had they, that other groups around uh, Wellington come to on a regular basis. And only one or two of those uh, organisations that are signatories to the uh, newspaper article have actually come to those sessions. So they need to take the opportunities that are available to them as well. I'm more than happy to sit down with them. We're hearing on Talkback that a lot of people are knocking on doors but aren't being listened to. But Darren, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to speak to us.